Almighty God. Our scripture, I got a lot of scriptures today. I'm going to try to obey God and not y'all. Help me out. We're going to read from Genesis uh, 6. I'm going to read, I think, 17 through 19. And then we, if you'll get Genesis, we're going to write to chapter 7. So Genesis 6 and 7 is where the main theme scripture is. And I'll read, and certainly if we're reading too long and you need to sit down, you know, you know best. I mother, you know I am getting in front of you now. You know what you got to do. So Genesis 6, starting at verse 17, says, And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee I will establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark. Come on, touch yourself. That's who you want to be. Thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives and thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Jump to uh, chapter 7, start at verse 15. And they went into, in unto Noah into the ark. Two and two of all flesh, wherein, wherein is the breath of life. And they went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. That's a place to hold in your mind, as God had commanded them. And the Lord shut him in. Thank you, Jesus. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark. And it was lift up, lift up above the earth. We're going to go to uh, verse 21, and it says, And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man. Verse 22 says, All in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only, I want to put my name right there, remained alive and they that were with him in the ark. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are all seeing, all knowing, all powerful God, Lord. And we come here humbly, Lord, laying our burdens at your altar, Lord, seeking your face, God. We need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord Almighty God. Show us how to surrender, Lord Almighty God. Show us how to lay aside every weight and every sin that is so easily besetting us, Lord Almighty God. Our families need you. Our neighbors, our colleagues, we all need you, Jesus. We come here looking for your love, Lord Almighty God. <clears throat> Show us how to lift you up. We pray that you minister. I'm praying that you minister to me and through me, Lord. Help me to decrease that you might increase. 
that somebody is healed, saved, and delivered. We'll be so ever careful to give you all the honor and all the glory. If you all will help me by saying in Jesus' name, amen. Give God some glory. You may be seated. My subject is love lifted me. That's one of my favorite songs. Elder Oscar said, you don't have to have a tune. Y'all been listening to in Sunday school? That, that gave me some boldness. He said, you don't got to sound good. Just make that harmony in your heart, in your mind. So I was Marvin Sapp. I don't care what y'all say. <laughs> Come on, big bro. So I got a couple subtopics to lift this out. I got so many notes here. But like I said, I'm going to try to obey God. And I know we on time. I know what's going on in the parking lot after service. So we're going to get it right. Love lifted me. That's my testimony. God said, um, you know, when we got saved, he said, I've given you power. And after you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll receive power to become his witnesses. And I'm paraphrasing everywhere. So this is our witness. Saints of God, love lifted us. Love lifted us. And we got to remind ourselves of this. But we got a sick and dying world that God has charged us to lift him up before. A subtopic, one subtopic, I got two, says fall in love. Love lifted me. Now fall in love before it's everlasting too late. You know, like falling in line. Fall in love. Fall in love. Get back in line if you got out. But fall in love. And another subtopic that I think cares a lot of where I want to go in the message is get in the ark. Get in the ark. My main points and overarching theme is Jesus is our answer. He's our savior. We want it to be one way. Where brother Mike at? One of my best friends. I know he at home, but I'm going to steal some of his, his comedy. But it'll work for this sermon. If you ever watched The Wire, this is a point that Mike Brown, the son, now it's, it's a few Mike Browns now that Mike is having all these kids and Melissa. <laughs> it didn't beat me in math. <laughs> Y'all beat us. But I'm talking about Mike Brown, that's my, just a couple years younger than me. He looks older than me, y'all, tell him that. <laughs> but The Wire is a show that he's watched, and I've seen some of it. But there's a line that a guy and a character in there that play that, that's in there, and I, I couldn't find his name. But he told, you know, he's a gangster type figure. And it was a store owner trying to put him out or try to get him to stop coming in front of his store, something like that. You know, he's, a, he's a, I think, a dope dealer or some type of hustler. And the guy, the store owner, was kept on trying to say things to this, this big-time guy, the street man. And the street man wasn't listening to him because, you know, he knew he had some authority, some street authority, some street power. So finally, when the guy got close enough to him, he kind of got tired of the guy, the store owner saying things to him. And he said, look, you want it to go one way, but it's the other way. You want it to be one way. But it's the other way. This is what God is saying. This is one of my overarching things of this sermon. It's the other way. Man, the world, certainly the devil, wanted to go one way. And our flesh will line up. Our flesh will line up with that. 
But Jesus said it's the other way. Jesus is the real big timer. Y'all know that, right? He's the king of king and lord of lords. I don't want to call him a gangster, but a gangster ain't got nothing on him. He said it's the other way. You want it to be one way. Your way. But it's the other way. So that's what I intend to prove today. That it's the other way. Love lifted me. Now this God that's greater than any gangster or anybody we, big time figure that we can come up with. He loves us. That's the difference with this king. With this boss. He loves us and he is love. I'll get past the mystery of my scriptures. Love is Jesus, and Jesus lifted me. So a few points. I got five points to make, overarching points, if you're taking notes. I'm trying to be a little astute in my delivery, but I'm going to still let God take me how he takes us. Five points. First point, Jesus saves. Simple point. Next point is we need a savior. Third point, we've been conditioned and deceived by our nature. Satan, who's the devil if you don't know, and the world. Conditioned and deceived by our nature, or you can say yourself, yourself outside of Christ. Satan, the devil, and the world to remain unsaved, or outside of the ark. This is the conditioning, this is the deception of the world right now. Four point, Jesus is our only answer. He's our only savior. Go ahead and give God some praise right there. We know the answer. He's our only answer and our only savior. Operative word there, one of the operative words is only. I forget this. I can talk about me. I forget this on a day-to-day -day basis. Y'all ain't going to get honest up in here, saints of God. Jesus had to tell me I'm your only way. I'm your only answer. I'm the only truth of the matter. And my last point is if we want to be saved, we got to get in him and go all the way with him. Love lifted me, September 19, 2001, uh, is when I got saved, that's 20 years ago. I used to say I wasn't no church boy, even when I got saved, I said, I ain't no church boy, I'm a church boy, <laughs> and I'm proud of it now, I'm proud of it, Didn't, wasn't raised necessarily a pew baby, my mother certainly instilled the fear, some of the fear of God. You know, we had much zeal without knowledge up until that point. But 20 years in, and, and love lifted me, I mean, 20 years ago, lifted me right on out. And when I look hindsight, even before 2001, I, I can see now he was there every step of the way. Trying to pull me in back to his hand. Trying to get me in his hand. Using the good and the bad. I've been listening to Sunday school. Y'all been listening to Sunday school? He's using it all, and he was using it all. Every experience, even the, the crisis situation, using all of that. 
Where, what, what was going on with my mom and dad? All those things. The devil, you already know, he meant that for bad. He wanted to break me out. But God used it for good. I'm with my daddy. I'm with my mama. I know how to be a father to my sons. Come on, y'all, give God some glory. My mother and my father go to the same church. I ain't going to get it all into their business. That's their testimony. You know, I ain't going to tell it all. But I know the devil's trying to knock me out. He was trying to take me out by taking them, you know, messing with what they had going on. But look how good God is. He said, I knew you before the foundations of the world. I knew what I was going to do before you were formed in your mother's womb. I already knew what I was going to do. I was already calling you and shaping you and predestinating you. 2001. Repentance fully kicked in. I finally, well, it seemed like finally, but I surrendered. And I remember that fight. I remember once I saw the truth and I knew it was the truth. And I believed it was God. But I still didn't want to come in. And I like the root that God reminds me of that. Because he let me know in this flesh dwell no good thing. It ain't even enough to know that Jesus is God. That ain't it. You should know that. But that ain't enough. You're going to have to do something here. Now I ain't talking about you can save yourself. I'm just saying you're going to have to be saved. If y'all hear what I'm saying. We are saved by grace. Will you let grace save you? Will you accept grace is what I'm saying. And he pulled me right on in. And I thank him for it. There's so much more I can say about that. But God will do it. I just want somebody to know he'll do it. I'm trying to get away from calling my flesh, uh, you know, this word crazy. Me and my dad say this. You know, this flesh is crazy. But I want to use the word crazy because the devil's using that word to keep people from getting mental illness uh, help. Y'all know that? And I ain't telling people what to say, but I'm just trying to work on it. You know, I have a position as a principal, and I got a position as a minister and a father. And, uh, you know, we all go through. I have my own depression. It's not chronic, but I have depression. I have some other things going on on the inside of me that I know ain't quite right. And this is what I love about God. He said, uh, man's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? You don't even know what's, what's the matter with you. <laughs> Nobody knows what's really going on. And if he don't, it says he who letteth will let in another scripture. If he lets some things go all the way one way, hey, this might be my last coherent word to somebody. Because God knows. God knows. But I just wanted to say, I mean, this, within this flesh dwells nothing good. All right, I'm getting hung up there. I better keep on moving. I want to say some more things here. Uh, so that's my testimony. God has put me right on his sure foundation, and now I know what a blessing is. I thought a blessing was money, cars, women. Oh, I didn't mean to say women. <laughs> it came out, Madeline. <laughs> they said, if it's in there, it's coming out. That's what I thought it was. You don't know, travel, you know, eventually get your name in lights one way or another, or some power. And I thank God. I said, no, let me show you what a blessed, what blessed is. Let me show you. I mean, just get in me. That's really it. And then he got other scriptures to back that up. Hopefully I can get to some of that today. So he lifted me. Um, I saw a song um, 
Stephanie Mills sung this song, said, I never knew love like this before. Then came you. Then came Jesus. Oh, oh in my testimony there, I was saying, uh, I had saw that my, my father, he was witnessing to me so good, and he was fighting the enemy every step of the way. Because you couldn't tell me nothing. By this time, I had a, a degree. I may have been started law school. I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing about nothing. I knew. And if I didn't know, I'm going to figure it out for myself. I don't need nobody trying to preach nothing to me and trying to tell me nothing. You in your church, go on about your business with your church. I've seen too many people dupe with church. Now, I ain't saying that now, y'all. I'm saying that was the old guy. That was the old fella. And, but look at God. He gave him Holy Ghost boldness. Gave him Holy Ghost bold and said, hey, I wasn't with my son through some major years, but I'm about to give him everything I got. Silver and gold have I none, but all that I have, I give unto you. And he kept coming with the truth. And eventually that truth penetrated. Real good. But then I saw it, but I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to give up me. I, saw, I said, man, that means I got to die. It became, it came to fruition. In my mind, I got the epiphany. Salvation means I got to die out. I got to get all the way in him. I wanted my troubles uh, fixed. I wanted my problems and my issues solved. I had a longing for a certain type of love and a certain type of life. That's college, even a reputation. I had somewhat of a reputation of being an all right guy. None of that stuff was satisfying. None of those things were making me content. I was on my way certainly to an all right career, at least the path looked good, but I still was lost and I knew it. And when God started speaking to me, I knew it and I heard him and he told me that my righteousness is as filthy rags. He said, you can't save yourself, son, but, I, but at some point, my flesh and the devil and the world and all I've been conditioned to do, they hooked up on me. And, and, and all I really did from there was try to run because I couldn't contend with the truth. And by this time, I knew it was the truth, but I didn't want to die out. Somebody say, hey, man, I know you've been there. And if you ain't careful, you right back there right now. Repentance. It's a continual, continuous thing. I didn't want to give up. I did not want to give in. But it was God. And he's so good. So he kept coming. He kept ministering. So anyway, I'm getting past some of my notes. And he told me, uh, unharden your heart. Harden not your heart. And eventually that's what happened. Uh, you know, my heart is softened up enough and I received. And I thank God for it. It's a, it's a testimony and I enjoy telling parts of it. But it was everything for me. You know, God was saying, if you say, what are you saved from? That was big for me right there. You know, because I thought I was saved already. Man, if, if you save, you talk to even to my dad. Man, you save, I'm saved. Anybody come to talk to me about something called saved, I'm like, if you got it, I got it. And God said, what are you saved from? Do you have the peace? Do you still have the can't help it? I'm talking about me. I had the can't help it. Are you controlled by other spirits? That's not Jesus, that's not God. No direction, no real direction, no hope. I think a scripture said blowing to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Whew. 
Come on, some of our students about to go to college. Blowing to and fro. You don't have to. Listen to God. Listen to your parents. So I can act like these things, um, you know, that I had those things. And I was trying to act like I had. I had the peace. I had the direction. I had the hope. But I didn't have it. You know you. You know what's going on on the inside. I knew I didn't have it. But I was trying to act like I had it. And that's what God is saying to somebody every day. Stop acting like you got it. This is that day where we act like we're doing everything. You, you act like you got 500,000 friends. Everything is about a look. You can change how you look on most of your pictures and all this stuff. You even got to have a real pastor surgery no more. You can, put, you can put the stuff on on the pictures. And that's all people see is them pictures. But it ain't real. And them friends ain't real. And so I, was, you know, I could keep on acting, but eventually uh, that was catching up with me. And that's my testimony to somebody. That's going to catch up with you if you're acting. Eventually, you're going to be exposed. Reality's going to manifest. And it may manifest itself with a mental and emotional breakdown. Because you're faking like you got peace. You're faking like you got some direction. And without it, without him, he said, you can't do nothing. Without me, you can't do nothing. So there's no hope. And we know where a hopeless person is. It's just all the science lets us know what happens when you don't have hope. And we just start listing all the things that happen. The contention within your home. The contention within yourself. When you go to work, you're contentious because you don't have any hope. You want to fight. Everything is about a fight or everything is about even retreating. And you know, you can retreat and still be fighting. That's another thing, but you know, that's, that's true. You know, just get quiet, get alienated from everything. I ain't talking to nobody. Still fighting. Still contentious. Still can't get any help. So God said, what were you saved from? What are you? And, and so another thing God asked me, and I'm hoping somebody else can hear this. If you're saved, because, you know, some people don't want to hear a word. But if you're saved already and you don't need this word, what if, and you don't need Jesus, what are you going to do with sin? What, how are you going to handle sin if you're saved already? James 1 says, let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. This is what we're dealing with. This is what I didn't really know about before I got saved. You're trying to figure out what is going on on the inside of me. I keep taking these, you know, we say we take two steps forward, we get knocked back 20 and all the other stuff. Lust, when it is conceived, it, uh, it bring it forth sin. This is, the, this is the crux of it all for us, for the world. Sin. What you going to do with sin? You, you're marching, your signs. I ain't against marching and signs in some fashion. But what you going to do with sin? You can pull statues down. You can put statues up. You can change who you are, what you are. What are you going to do with sin? When sin come forth, uh, uh, lust conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin when it is finished. God is trying to deal with man. He told us about sin in the beginning. When this thing is finished, it bringeth forth death. What are you going to do with death? 
I don't care how big and bad you are. What are you going to do with death? You know, you see, some people, they get so bad, they bring their guns and everything to the funeral. Death is like, what you going to do with me? Bring all your guns, bring all your men, bring all your people. You can't do nothing with this. There's only one that can deal with this. There's only one that has dealt with this. First Corinthians says, in 15 says, victory over sin and death. Well, this is what we're talking about. Y'all know the, uh, the, the scripture says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. We all trying to cheat death. Hollywood. If you're following Hollywood, now if you're just following Instagram and some of these other things, everybody wants to cheat death. There's only one way. There's only one way to cheat it all, to beat it all, because he already beat it all. Um, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in a victory. That's what people are looking for. We got to tell them about this. They want to, people are looking for the fountain of youth, some kind of way to cheat death. But, but we ain't looking to Jesus. And we ain't lifting him up. Come on, saints. I'm, I'm talking about us. I ain't talking about me to you. We got to lift him up. It said, death, where is your, uh, death was swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? I told you, God, now we ain't going to call him no gangster. But he's the almighty. He's the all-powerful. And he's real. And we got to make sure he's real to us so he can be real to other people. Because this is what they're looking for. So death, where's your sting? We see these families and people, whether it's COVID or some type of gun violence or some type of sickness. Death. Busting them up. And Jesus said right here, death is swallowed up in victory. The, the sting of death is sin. I said, what are you going to do with sin? And the strength of sin is the law. Come on out, Oscar. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. This is the, this is the secret to life. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. There's more scriptures I have there about death. He that believeth shall never die. That's John 11, 25 through 26. It's more, I'm paraphrasing the scripture, right? He that believeth in me, Jesus said, though they were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Give God some glory right there. People, people reading millions and thousands of books trying to get past that right there. He said, he that believes in me shall never die. Eternal life, eternal peace. Then he said, believeth thou this? He talking to me. Believeth thou this? See, your life won't tell if you really believe that. 
how you act and operate every day. Do you really believe that since you believe in Jesus, you will never die? Or are you still letting death push you around? The fear of death. The thought of death. So God saves us because salvation, you know, I'm, 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 I'm talking about Jesus saving. You know, that was my first point. He saves. I gave my testimony. I want you all to know that he saves. He saves us from sin. He saves us from death. Uh, he is salvation. And salvation, being saved is being back with him. Atonement. Reconciled or peace. Back between God and man. Peace back between you and God. He, he want, he, right from the beginning, we were supposed to be with him. In his image, in his likeness, authority over everything on the earth. And we messed up. And now he's trying to bring us back to him. That's a lover. That's love. I'm trying to bring you back to me. I'm trying to get you to come back to me. And so that's what it is. That's what uh, uh, him, him saving is, is atonement. Uh, this is reconciliation. He wants us to know I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Y'all know that. There's no way to the Father. You know, some people confused about who he is and who God is. He said there's no way to the Father but by me. Jesus, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No man can get to him but by me. And then John 10 will illustrate that only Jesus can do it. Others came another way, but they were all thieves and robbers. Other things you have tried, it was all taken from you and robbing you from what God wants for you. Everything else, that's all it's doing. All these other things. Anything that came before the door or the shepherd or the way. These are all God things God calls himself. You can read John 10 for yourself. He said it was, they were all thieves and robbers. All this stuff came to take eternal life from you. Keep you from eternal life. And then he said, but I come that you might have and that more life and that more abundantly. This is what God wants for us. The woman with the issue of blood, she proves that. Jesus saves. Issue of blood, 12 long years. Think about your own issue. Think about your own issues. How long have you had them? She, God got this in the word for us. So let me show you how to deal with your issues. Who's still trying to deal with their own stuff? I raise my hand first. God said, bring it to me. Come to me. Come to me, young and old. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. I'll tell you what to do. You know, you, you never know how God is going to have help uh, deliver you from something, but he'll show us what to do. He can do it with money, without money, with medicine, without medicine. Come on, somebody say amen. He know how to do it. But he said, bring it to me. So the women that issue of blood, great example, 12 years, 12 long years with this real bad issue. Going everywhere, going to everybody who seemed like they should be able to heal her situation. They couldn't do it. We can say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that example. Because they couldn't do it no matter what. My doctor can't do it now. Even if they got the COVID uh, vaccine, they still can't do it. I'm getting it now. I'm just letting y'all know I ain't, I ain't, I ain't knocking. But, the, but it ain't, it's Jesus. He'll tell us how to do it. He told them to put the, put the blood at the doorpost. I'm going to tell you how to make sure death go, go past you, but it's me. 
So the woman with issue of blood, 12 years, she had to seek God. She had to seek love. She had to seek the one that truly is love. The one that's really going to do something for you. Not, not be a thief. Not, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to be careful with my words. I know I'm on Facebook. I don't want to lose my job or nothing else. <laughs> Y'all pray. <laughs> but there's a lot of hustling going on right now. A lot of things going on, but we can trust God. We can trust God. All these people she went to, they couldn't do nothing for her. All they could do is take from her. That's what's going on in the world right now. All this stuff, all they can do is take from you. Uh, the, uh, scripture said, I'm going uh, to let her make merchandise out of you. Sell you your own stuff. Can you imagine laboring and creating something and, and setting it where Brianna is? She got her business going, and then somebody sell your own stuff, Bri. Ain't that crazy? Man, I, didn't I come up with this idea and didn't I labor and put it all together? But that's what happened. So that, that woman came to herself, and God is asking us to do the same. He's asking you to do the same. Come to yourself. She came to herself and said, I got to go to Jesus. God blessed her with repentance. She got repentance and got down on her knee and said, if I can just get to him like this, I'll go through all these people. I'll, def you know, I'll, I'll do something. I'll humble myself here. Get on my knees and crawl just to touch him. That's where her faith went. So Jesus saved. She knew that. We're no good outside of Jesus. He's our maker. He's our everything. We're no good outside of him. Um, if we tell the truth, when we face the truth, a lot of times we don't even love ourselves if we tell the truth. Outside of him, you will hate yourself. And the devil takes full advantage of this. I see this every day in my occupation. I see it up close and personal. But I also see it up and close and personal before I even look at anybody. Because God has given me some discernment now and given me some eye through his truth that I can see these things happening on the inside of me. Somebody say amen. amen. This is what's going on. You won't even love yourself and then the devil's just looking for that. He's just looking to get you far enough away that you don't, you don't love yourself and you don't realize who loves you. And then he'll get in there and try to deceive you into believing. Y'all remember I talked about the devil pimping. He wants you to believe he's your only answer. But Jesus saves. Somebody say, Jesus saves. What can take away my sin? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. He's the only one can do it. His blood is the only blood that can do it. And we got to remember that. And we got to help other people see that. People are going through so much, and God, he looked on the multitudes with compassion. I think somewhere it said Jesus wept. He's looking at all these people that don't know the sacrifice of Christ. They don't know the blessing of that sacrifice and them receiving him as their savior. Say, so he who the son sets free, or who has, he has made free. The scripture said, if the son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. Saints, I got some family that need this freedom. I got some friends that need it. My students, my staff, 
I know y'all turning on the news. They need this. We got to let them know that Jesus saves. He'll make you a new creature. He'll transform you by the renewing of your mind. It's a lot of this mental illness, uh, emotional instability going on right now. It's working us over in society. God said, don't conform to the world. I'm giving you your prescription. Don't conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I got the answer for you. But the gospel is hid. It's hid from them. If it's hidden from, I mean, if it's, what is, what's scripture, how it go? The gospel is hidden to them, right? I got this written somewhere. But the, let me just paraphrase, let me just make it plain. If we ain't telling people, they ain't gonna know. If we got the gospel and we ain't letting them know, we ain't showing them, they ain't gonna get it. They won't know that, man, God can transform me. It's all these books out here on transformation. Ain't nobody changing. Now, for real, do y'all see our babies, our children? Saints, we got a lot of work to do right up in here. We ain't getting it out of them because everybody know how to put on the face. Everybody know all the right words to say. But they got some, the devil's challenging them on the inside. Who are you? What are you? I'm trying to keep my job. I can't say too much. But y'all, we better get it together. Because the enemy is mounting a, a serious attack. And we can't let kids just deal with this stuff. That's what parents are for. That's what God is for. And he's trying to give us the answer to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. All right, my next point. And I, I'm looking at that was just the first point. So I know I'm not going to get all through all of this. We need a savior. So to my first point, put it down. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. I don't say nothing else if you didn't catch none of that. He saves. If you, look, if you need help, Jesus saves. If you got some stuff going on on the inside, at your home, on your job, at school, Jesus saves. I'm just, tr that's my plea today. And we need a savior. We must realize this. We need a savior. Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. That ain't a mean statement. That's a statement of love. Take my hand. If you don't grab a hold of it, you're going to drown. That's all he's saying. Take my hand. If you don't believe this, this hand can be, is your lifeline, you're going to drown. People are drowning. Leaders, countries, nations, cities, states, homes, except you believe that I am he, I can fix it. Your inner conflict, your conflict with your spouse, your issues with your children, I can fix it. Except you believe that I am he, you're going to die. It won't be any fruit in your sins. He, he, he's, the, he's the savior. You know, the scriptures let us know I am. We need a savior. Who's the savior? Jesus said, I am. You know, I've got my superhero stance on. Y'all can't see me right here. I am. I'm your savior. I am the Messiah. I'm the Redeemer. I am the Lord. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the way, the truth, the life. I'm the door. I'm the resurrection. Come on. Can't even kill him. Y'all know all these superhero movies. They, 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 
they been in the Bible? Them directors and writers, they done been in the Bible. Can't even kill this hero. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the savior. One scripture I will read here says, without controversy. We must realize this is what we need. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. He want us to know that I came, I died for you, and I rose. I paid the price. I paid the price. Come on, give God some glory. He paid the price. Many don't even know that a price needs to be paid. A price has to be paid for sin. And Jesus paid the price. He made us, and the, and the thing he manufactured went, went, went bad on him. Y'all know everything we make, if it go bad on us, what do we do? We throw it away. Thank you, Mother's preaching this message right from, from down there for me. We throw it away. Jesus didn't throw us away. He ain't throw us away. He, ain't, he don't want to throw nobody away. He said, I've, 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 I've reconciled you and given you the ministry of reconciliation. That's your ministry. That's our ministry, even on Halloween. Bring them back to me. We know what, what the, what's at the core of a lot of these holidays. We know who's running a lot of this stuff. But Jesus said, bring them back to me. Don't let evil run rampant. I've given you the ministry of reconciliation. And so without controversy, uh, controversy, this is it. So we need a savior. We got to realize that. It's a scripture in the Bible. I got to move on my time uh, where he's dealing with uh, the Sadducees and Pharisees, I believe. And he let them know, unless you repent. You know, because people think they made it. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to speak for me. I got it together. I'm already saved. I'm already all right. I don't need no word. I don't need your religion. I'm straight. And Jesus said, no, you need a savior. You need me. And then he let these guys that thought they was, you know, what they call three times seven. You think you all that and you all set. There's people with money and got a lot of good things in their mind. They think these are blessings. They think they're all set. And Jesus said, unless you repent, except you repent, again, you're going to die in your sins. You turned and walked away from my hand. So if you come back and get this hand, you're going to drown. I don't care how much money you got. Your private jet ain't going to save you. Um, uh, you're, you're the new next um, billionaire that ain't going to save you. This is the stuff we're looking for now. This is what we're training our kids to go after. It's not going to save them. Jesus is going to save them. We got to put that type of energy in Jesus. Because we're training our kids to do a lot. We're conditioning them to do a lot. We got to put that same beyond that time, better than that time, in making sure they know and love and want Jesus. Except you repent, you're going to die in your sins. I heard earlier in Sunday school, Jesus came to he, uh, come seeking, and he came to seek and save the lost. Now, if you already made it, you might get passed by. The wages of sin is death. 
and our righteousness is as filthy rags. What is he saying? I came to save the lost. Um, all have come short. All have sinned and come short of the glory. So I came to save the lost. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure people get in that spot. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the, win, and, and the wages of being in this sin is what? Death. So we can't save ourselves. You can't save yourself. I think, this is, uh, what is that, a movie and a song said, get rich or die trying. If you're trying to save yourself, you're just going to die trying. That's it. He, he loved the world that he gave his only to save us from what is inevitable without him. I gave my only son that whosoever shall believe in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. We got to get back to this simple truth. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I came to save the lost. I came to save those that need me. I came to get those that will admit that they need me. They will make up in their mind like the woman with the issue of blood. I need Jesus. That word poor, just, you know, in the scriptures break it down. I don't have enough time to go into the Greek here, but I did look it up. And he just dealt with a, even a mindset state of being lost, of being poor. So needing, you need God. Revelations 3, he dealt with a church. He said, I got something to deal, I got to deal with you. Uh, this is uh, unto the angel of the church of Le the Laodiceans. He write, these things saith the amen, the faithful true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. See how God is just trying to help us be real? We talk about people being faith. He said, I would that you just, just come, come, just be straight up. Just be real. If, if you with me, you with me. If you ain't, don't be with me. You ain't got to fake it because I know. I'm omniscient. I can see and I know everything. So if you're faking, you're only fooling who? Yourself. I'd rather you be cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. He talked to a church. Because thou sayest, I am rich and I have my degrees and I got my perfect spouse. And I got a great reputation. And I got this many Instagram followers. I have need of nothing. And know us not that you are wretched and miserable and poor, blind, and naked. Now that ain't God being mean. He's, I, I need my wife to tell me, honey, your breath is a little, your underarms are a little, I know y'all see my fro, you know, Jerome is, I'm still on Rome. I'm trying to get it right. But she had told me, you got it, you got it. So Jesus is, he's, he's better than that. He's going to tell us. You're wretched. You out there. I don't want you, I don't want you to stay out there, but you got to be poor enough in spirit. 
You got to be poor in the spirit to get into this kingdom, to remain in this kingdom. Y'all know uh, uh, Harriet Tubman's, uh, one of her, I, I say it a lot. One of her famous quotes is, I saved thousands. I helped free thousands of slaves. I could have freed thousands more if they only knew they were slaves. If you only knew that all have sinned and come short. If you only knew that you can do nothing without Jesus. I can say, I think it's the scripture said that the love will hide a multitude of sins. God is trying to deliver the multitudes. Go preach this to Judea and Jerusalem and to the uttermost parts of the world. This is what he's trying to do. Now, I'm only going to touch on my other points. I know my time is gone. I want to show you. Um, you know, the Lord said, be strong in the Lord and the power of whose might? His might. We need a Savior. People don't know that. And some people don't want to know that. You know, Pharaoh didn't want to know that. So God, he made us, he, he did a, I don't want God to do me like how he did Pharaoh. Wouldn't even let him let the people go. So now I'm going to show you and everybody, I'm God. You ain't going to be able to give up when you want to give up. That's how much in control I am. Somebody might have been there a little bit. You was trying to give up, and God, he said, no, you're going to stay in this thing. I'm going to let you see that I'm God, and I'm God all by myself. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we have no might against this company. Trying to let us know you need a savior. I, I keep thinking about our youth because I work with youth. There's some things that they're dealing with now. There's some things that's on the horizon for them. You know, as they get ready to go to college and become adults, but, but they got to know you have no might against this company. And even as adults, you know, as Elder Oscar was talking earlier, there's so much going on in the world. And God said, don't be entangled with man's matters. We have no might against some of that stuff. But our eyes are upon, but my eyes are upon you, Lord. I'm looking to you as we deal with a pandemic, as we deal with all this social unrest, financial unrest racial unrest, a whole lot of other movements springing up. And we don't know where this thing is going to go uh, specifically, but, uh, but we know God said uh, it's all going bad. The world is, going, is all coming down. But his word, everything's coming down but my what? But my word. So my last two points, and I'm just going to touch on them briefly. We've been conditioned and deceived by our nature, Satan, and the world to remain unsaved and stay out of the ark. Haggai said, consider your ways. If you go to Haggai, anybody taking notes, go to Haggai chapter 1. He said, consider your ways. Um, and Paul said to the Corinthians, um, such were some of you. So Haggai telling people, consider your ways. You know, they didn't want to do it God's way. And he said, and nothing coming of what you're trying to do. You know, you heard the bigger you are, the harder you fall. You, you do all this stuff trying to get something and be something that's coming to nothing. He said, I'm, you're going to put money in pockets with holes in them. You know, went, did all this stuff to make the money. I got to make the money. I got to get the money. I got to. And then finally, you might even get this job that look like you're making the money. He said, I'm going to, you're going to have, I'm, it's going, you're going to be putting it in pockets with holes in them. It's going to come to nothing. 
Solomon said it was all vanity and vexation of my spirit. He did it big, right? All vanity and vexation of the spirit. And Paul said, um, such was some of you. If you think of the ways, you think of the uh, works of the flesh. I wanted to read some of that. When he said such as some of you, what was he talking about? He said, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor people who put anything before God, idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. This is just God just being straight up again. He would be tough if he said you, you, you can't get in if that's who you are. And, and, and he didn't say, but I can, I'll, if you get with me, I'll transform you by the renewing of your mind. Through my word, I can change you. You don't have to stay there. It'll be, it'll, he, it would be, I can see somebody saying God hates if, if he wouldn't change, if he couldn't change. But he said, no, I can help you be what I'm talking about. You don't have to stay an idolater or abuser or a thief or a reveler or a drunkard. You don't have to stay there. Those are the works of the flesh. And he names more in Galatians chapter 5. And then he lets us know what, what I'm asking for is the fruit of the Spirit. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now I'm passing through a lot of my notes. Main story, story of Noah. Y'all know the story. If you don't know the story of Noah's ark, read it in Genesis. Start at chapter 5, I believe. But I got it right here in chapter 6. You know, the thoughts of men were evil continually, the Bible says. So here it is. He made a people, and then he checked Adam and Eve. Then we eventually get to Noah, Noah's time. But before we get to Noah's time, people, man have been acting up. Sin has been running its course. And God said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing you all, but go back and read it. Men doing what they want to do. Sons of God and God with the sons or uh, daughters of man, they saw they were fair, and people are doing their thing. They are not obeying me. And he said, uh, their thoughts were evil continually, and he declared to destroy man and the whole earth. He said, It repented me that I made man. Now, this is thousands of years ago, but it sounds like yesterday, right? It sounds like today. But Noah found grace. Somebody say grace. In the eyes of God. That's where we want to be, y'all. Noah was a just man and perfect. We got to go, go eat on that a little bit. What was he doing? He, he was following God. He was looking to the Lord. But the earth was filled with violence. This is physical violence, non-physical uh, uh, the scriptures, uh, when I looked it up in Strong's Dictionary, it dealt with murder, it dealt with, you know, some physical stuff, but it also dealt with some unethical things, some immoral stuff, and they called this violence. And he said the earth was full of it, and God declared to destroy it. And then he commanded Noah, that's us today, when you hear Noah say, put your name right there, to make the ark. Then Noah did all that God commanded him to do. Then God welcomed him through a commandment and all of his house come into the ark. I'm about to tear this thing up. Do what I say. Obey my truth. 
It's ugly out there. I'm about to tear it up. Get close to me. Follow what I'm telling you to do. I'm going to tell you exactly how to build. I'm going to show you exactly how to build what's going to free you, what's going to rescue you. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Then I'm going to tell you to get in. And he told Noah to get in, and Noah came on in. And the Lord shut him in. Give God some praise right there. He protects us. He's our protector. He's our provider. He's our way maker. And he's trying to do it. But we, we just got to start looking through his eyes and not the eyes of the world. We got to start listening to him for what a blessing is. What's salvation? What is salvation? We know what it is. We can't let the world tell us. What's freedom? What's justice? Got to be careful. There's some people and things that look good, but it ain't God. We got to go with God. So Noah, he shut him in. Noah was in there, uh, no, 600 years old when he went in. Ain't that something? I know it's hard to believe, but it's God, so you got to believe it. It's God. Look what God can do, and look what God meant for man. We weren't even supposed to die at all. Then we messed up, and then people were living to be 900-something years old. I think Noah lived to be 900-something years old. But when he went into the ark, he was only 600 years old. I'm 45. I'm trying to get it together. We, he ain't going to let us get that old no more. Y'all know that. 600 years old, and here, then here come the rain. And it was, the rain came for 40 days and 40 nights, just like God said. I'm about to tear this party up. Get, on, get with me. Follow me. Pay attention so you will know it's me telling you what to do. The people were eating, drinking, being married, giving in marriage, still doing their what? They were still doing their thing. Watching the game, I watched the game a little bit to you. But we got to keep our eyes on the prize here. He, he shut them in, the rain came just like God said it was, and the ark was lifted up above the earth. The ark, get in me. I'm going to shut you in, in inside in here with me. Nothing will be able to pluck you out. Nothing will be able to separate you from me. And when, all, and when the floods come, y'all turn on your news. You see the flood? You see the death and the destruction? You see the abomination? We got to wake up. We got to make sure our kids see what's really going on. Don't let them get caught up in none of these isms. All this stuff will confuse you. Even racism. Now you know the black, white, y'all, it's a social construct. Man made this stuff up. And if we get caught up in it, we'll blow to and fro. We might not get shut into the ark. God said, pay attention. And if y'all go back and read, he's very meticulous about this ark and what to do. And he's bringing us back to what he meant from the beginning. He put us over all of the animals and all the earth. And he said, get you, your family, go get all this other stuff two by two. Bring them in so we can be fruitful and multiply when we get to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. Come on. God has a plan. So Noah did it. The waters prevailed. He shut them in. The ark was lifted up. Eventually, the rain stopped. I think it was one year, if you read the scriptures carefully, one year later, from my reading, um, he started drawing those waters back. He even told Lord what to do to make sure the waters were all the way gone. 
and he established his covenant with Noah. Love lifted me. This is love. He is, Noah built an altar. He gave him some praise when, he, when, it, when it was all said and done. He glorified God when he came up out the up uh, once the floods were gone. He glorified God and God established his covenant with him to never destroy the earth in this uh, way again. Y'all heard of the rainbow? All right, y'all better know what the rainbow stands for. I'm never going to do it like that again. Jesus is our only answer. It's not money. I had a lot more I want to say about that. We got to get in him and go all the way. We can't serve two masters. Money is not the ark. That's how we're treating it, though. The ark is Jesus. Money is not the ark. So the things we toil over, I know money, the scriptures say money answereth all things. But the love of it is destroying us. The love is getting us off course. We're wasting our time. We're not redeeming the time because we're chasing something futile. We're chasing something vain. We're chasing, the scriptures say, don't, you can't love God and mammon. Money, riches. He said, you can't do both. If you put that before me, putting money before him, it makes it mammon. And it will destroy you. And it will destroy a society. And it is destroying a society. Somebody say, but God. But God. I better stop right there. Um, we got to repent, saints, and stay in repentance. We got to build our house upon that solid foundation, that rock. When the floods come and the rains come, we'll be standing right up. Jesus is our salvation. Get in him. Fulfill your purpose, your destiny. And God is going to bring you home to live with him in eternal peace forever. God bless you. Love lifted me. If we can stand real quick. Somebody here, am I doing altar call elder? It may be somebody here that's looking for this love. They're looking for the love. This is the right place. You heard of, I've been looking for love in all the wrong places. This is the right uh, place. And this is the right love. Jesus. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Yes, it's you. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And you shall find rest unto your soul. God wants to be in control. In my testimony, I was saying I didn't want to give up control. And really what I was saying is I, then I want to keep crashing until I can't crash no more, until it's all over. Don't live like that. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of it are the ways of death. You don't have to wait till you get to the end. You can, you can give up right now. Repent right now. Is there somebody here in the sanctuary or listening on Facebook that wants to give up? You want to surrender to your maker. 
the one that knew you before he formed everything. He wants to save you. He wants to save your soul. Is there somebody here that haven't received Christ as their Savior? You haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. You haven't been filled with this spirit. By the evidence, God is so good, he'll give you some evidence that, that you belong to him. Is there one? If you're pondering over in your heart and you're here with a family member or a friend, let them know, I want to be saved. And we'll baptize you. And we'll tarry, we'll witness and minister to you until you receive the Holy Spirit. Somebody on Facebook, I don't know, I don't know if the number is up there, but you can call the church and let us know you want to be saved. We'll come and we'll minister to you. We'll baptize you. We'll fill you with the Spirit. If you want to know more of the truth, we'll tell you the truth. Is there one?